0: Of tripping on Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien
1: worlds! tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used
2: to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Right. And it made me go a little bars. Uh, maybe if I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control
1: his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi.
3: Hi. 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 Hello. Howdy. February 19th. 2011, episode 59 of The Hot Box. What's up, Sandy? (coughs) Hi, Matt. Horse, what's going on?
2: Oh, you know, little this, little that.
1: What's (sighs) up with you? Uh,
3: Nothing. We're here. Another episode. It's cold and snowy outside, but you made it. You have an awesome pimp cane now. No crutches.
2: Yeah, I've I've gone to the cane, but if it starts hurting really bad again, then I have to go back to the crutches.
3: From the cane to the crutches, back again.
2: Yes, so we'll see... We'll
3: see. Uh, you can join us every Tuesday and Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern, usually, hotboxpodcast.com slash live, most definitely. Uh, if you want a name, register free at justin.tv, that's where we broadcast to. And you can call us, 406-204-4687. Uh, I'd like to introduce a new thing with, uh, with the show that we're going to start doing from now on. Uh, we're going to start off the show with uh, a little story out of the vast large deposit of OxyContin-related uh, news items, just to kind of give a little contrast. You know, we we talk about marijuana. Because hey,
2: Oxy's legal, right? Exactly. It's prescribed on a continuous basis. And you only need one to doctor
3: to balance. sign off on it. Right. And you can get it at any pharmacy, and those can be located pretty much wherever.
2: Right. And so I just want
3: to kind of contrast and compare... What what happens uh, here to,
2: to what the government says is safe compared to what the government right. says is not. Hey, safe.
3: you guys want to hear us talk about marijuana? Well, too bad.
2: <laughs> Can oh, you thanks. imagine? Thanks for pulling a poll. OK,
3: so uh, <laughs> just real quick, we're not going to spend too much time on these. We'll just quickly mention uh, to start things off. The Chronicles of Narnia producer is dead after an apparent Oxycontin overdose. Uh, His family says he was in chronic pain, and for that chronic pain, he was prescribed lots of uh, medication, Mm -hmm. and uh, that eventually did him in, so Chronicles of Narnia, producer, dead.
2: And there was no marijuana at the scene, huh?
3: No, don't believe so. Wow. Don't believe so.
2: Just oxy.
3: Soho apartment. That's the way to go, right? You produce the Chronicles of Narnia, and then you OD in your Soho apartment? C'est la vie.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, it's better to burn out than slowly fade away, I guess.
3: Perry Moore.
2: Oh, that was his name? Yep, Perry Moore. I didn't even
3: know his name. I I didn't either.
2: I knew the movie.
3: He was 39 years old. Oh, sad. Yeah, so. um, Do you have any stories about marijuana overdose? Real quick before we get into the,
2: I could not find any. Still, huh? No, I'm looking. I have
3: news alerts out on every search algorithm I could find, and nothing. Nothing. You know what I get back? Sorry, Matt. No results yet. Interesting. Big
2: old zero.
3: All right. Well, as we like to do, we are based here in Kalispell, Montana, the beautiful 406 Northwest. Uh, We usually start off with stories from our locale. And, of course, the big thing in the news still, until this either finalizes or goes away, which I would, I would prefer that it just goes away, uh, the repeal bill has passed another vote. Do these, do they know, like, on the bill, does it say, if you hate babies, vote for this? And they're like, or if you don't, like, they're like, well, I love babies, so I'm gonna vote for this, and... That's how it gets repealed? Like, do they know what they're doing?
2: They do, unfortunately. They know what they're doing. And I think that, you know, I've talked to several people about this so far. And I think that, honestly, I mean, it's kind of gotten to the point with the legislator where I don't think there's anything else that we can say or do. I think... We've
3: educated. We've we've given them the proper tools. I
2: think we've got to start hitting the Senate. That's the next place it's going to, is the Senate. 've got Is to, that sad
3: that it's getting that far?
2: It It is, but Have I mean... Have we
3: narrowed down the reason why it's getting and it's it has gotten just, this it's far?
2: It's for a madness. It's just people thinking that it's this big dangerous thing and making up whatever they can to blame it on. I mean, it's insanity, really. And I mean, it's coming down to the point where... It It's not even going to be an issue anymore about whether or not it's medical marijuana being repealed. It's going to come down to the fact that our politicians are trying to take away things we voted in. Right. That's the sign of a dictatorship. That's not a democracy. When right. you start taking things away from people without and asking them. And it's that them,
3: specific thing, that specific event horizon, that's why in the Constitution we have the right to bear arms. Because when that starts to happen, that's no good. That's the end of it.
2: Right. So,
3: right. And so, like, uh, the last episode we talked to you guys, we brought it up that there's this group called Safe Community, Safe Kids. We've discussed this many times. We've put them in their place many times.
2: As Heidi calls it, the Safe Mommy. Right.
3: It came out that someone mentioned that, hey, by the way, did you know that the Mormons were funding them? And we, met, we talked about that on the last show. Well... <laughs> Then this comes out, Heidi sent this to us. Uh, an interesting blog called the Montana Festo. Apparently, the owner of Rimrock Auto Group, do you know, do you know who this guy is? He They're- owns Mercedes-Benz Rimrock Auto. He's declaring Mormon jihad on medical marijuana. Can they
2: do that?
3: Can you declare a jihad on anything if you're anything but an Islamic? Like, can Mormons. You, you can't use the word jihad, can you? Like, as a Mormon?
2: I, well... I thought that was a um, Middle East term. Well, I mean, it's in their Quran or what they... The thing that they, you know... The Mormons? No, no, no. That's no, no. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, the, are the they... The Muslims, it, right. jihad is actually their... specific to their religion. Right. So, I mean, the terminology It just basically is... means an
3: all-out extreme attack on... Exactly. Medical marijuana, exactly a Mormon jihad, if you will. Are they suicide bombing dispensaries? Is that why that one blew up? It was no. a sui- it was a Mormon you see suicide a little, bomber, like,
2: Mormon person, like running in in their little suit and tie and name tag. with like their
3: twenty little kids following them, like jihad.
2: yeah
3: for Joseph. Uh, they're the ones. That's Joseph Smith, right? Is that do I have? Am I mocking the right religion?
2: Well, I mean, I just think. <coughs> I I honestly think that like too much is being poured into the whole religious side of it. I think just the fact that this guy is going this far and saying the things he's saying is, I mean, it's borderline pretty out hysterical. There? A marijuana addicts have vandalized his dealerships.
3: Really? I've never are you met sure those a marijuana addicts. Are you sure those <laughs> weren't crack junkies? Because they kind of.
2: Meth heads right. We have meth heads up here <laughs> So this
3: guy's name is Steve Zabawa Zabawa, Zabawa. He has reportedly spent $20,000 To run anti-medical cannabis ads Throughout next week And I got an a MPP alert That said they were trying to raise $10,000 To combat the 20000 That this group had raised So they didn't really even raise the money This D-bag came and was like Boom I've check. just declared jihad on medical marijuana. That's so crazy. It is. And it's people insanity. are like listening. Like this is what's funding this repeal. Do you think this is why it's gotten as far as it's gotten? It's the money. If, if we remove this from the equation, would it have even gotten that far in the first place? If it
2: was a group of, of low income people who are trying to make ends meet and they're against medical marijuana, it would never have gotten this far.
3: Interesting very interesting so when this i love how the whoever wrote this blog the montana festo do we know who who wrote this are they on the download do we have any info on this
2: um i believe it's written by well Well,
3: if heidi knows you can call in and and tell us all about this because this is interesting here um when he isn't hiring inexpensive employees from the Alpha House or refusing to honor contractual obligations, Zabawa can typically be found in Helena testifying that his dealerships have been vandalized by medical marijuana addicts. Ooh.
1: Is that even a thing?
2: No. Medical
3: marijuana doesn't create addicts? I think you're, you're thinking of OxyContin. That creates addicts, right? Yeah, big time. Zombies?
2: Uh-huh. That creates Interesting.
3: Yes, caller, What's going on? You're live on the hotbox.
0: Well, I called to tell you. If you wanted to find out about the Montana Festo, you should add her on Facebook.
3: Oh, well, what's her Facebook?
0: The Comet Farm Montana Festo.
3: Alright. I'll have to do that. So are you do you know this this lady? Give us give us the uh who is this? Tell us all about well,
0: the closest I've gotten is a Facebook connection, but
3: Well tell us what um, you know.
0: Pardon me.
2: What can you tell us without having to kill
0: us? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so damn funny. <laughs> really, I can't tell you a lot about who Montana Festo is—the writer, the blogger—but what I can tell you about Montana Festo is this: um, this is a conservative GOP blog. It's been around for quite some time, and um, where she really got me on board was the post where she had the hands over the face going, please, please let me go back to beating up liberals. I can't keep beating up my own party. <laughs> and from that point, I was first and I read it every day now.
3: That's awesome. And
0: the thing that's is I read it every day, and I'm up on the Capitol all, all the time. Everybody up there reads it. Really? Everybody across the state reads it. It's a very well-read blog. <laughs> so do they know
3: that this is their funding for the repeal that they're all voting yes on?
0: Well, just from some of the gifs that I gather, um, whoever this is that's blogging this is pretty tied into the party. I mean, this was the GOP blog. They all love to read her because she beat up the liberals, and now she's turned on them.
3: Well, look what they're doing. Can you blame her? Well,
0: yeah. Well, blame her. I love her. I'm with her. I'm one of the people that should have been reading her blog for the past year, and I wish I would have been, and I'm going to be from now on forever. Because I really appreciate her view, and she's a person that has a backbone and stands by her her belief system.
3: Meet the Saviors, ye lowly Montanans, a.k.a. Introducing Your God Squad. Wow. Yeah. Amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, just amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, I've given her a few of my visuals in my head privately and private messaging on the Facebook thing, you know. Just for some ideas about, you know, like, Terry Brady and the same Tommy Mommy's headlining, just because I have such a giggle over that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, you that's know, mind-blowing. You're, when you're immersed up your eyeballs and stressed out beyond belief, you have to have a little bit of sense of humor, and thank God for sativa.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Well that's cool. I'm gonna get through the rest of this so everyone can know because hey, weren't you saying something about she was having a hard time getting hacked and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, actually, um, there there was a message on there for me um where apparently that story came out and uh people started trying to hack her site. Her blog and her Facebook
3: account. Wow. Oh so do you she think it's
0: nerve? Is it I'd Steve? i nerve if people are trying to hack her now.
3: <laughs> well, maybe you're on to <laughs> something. They
0: want it down. They want it down now. There must be some truth to her word.
3: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so
2: now what else was there that you wanted to bring up, Heidi?
0: Well, one thing I wanted to talk about was legislative floor. I'm sure everybody's freaking out about that. Yeah. You know, I've been talking people off the cliff for the past couple weeks. I had my own little meltdown and had to back away from the edge. And it's a common thing across the state. The biggest thing I'm concerned about, really, ultimately, is the stress that's going on with the patients because our headlines stop. Um They see repeal and they see the word passes and they think that it's happened. They don't understand the legislative process. <clears throat> And they don't understand that it's still got to go and go be heard by the Senate. And if the Senate would have to pass on. And if that is really our spot. So we really, really, really have to communicate clearly with people. I cannot stress that enough. Yeah, no one's, you
3: know, you to- no yeah. one's gotten arrested yet. No one's had their dispensary rated. No, it's there business as usual. Arrested.
0: Now, we had a place in Missoula that got popped because they filed a false form. So they got cited for 48 count, or 38 counts, I think it was. I'd have to look back in the paper. But it was 38 counts of um, filing a false document, and then they got mailed because they were a a felon of some sort. Well, if you're doing illegal stuff,
3: but I'm saying the ones that are abiding within state law, no one's messing with them yet, right?
0: No. The ones that I'm reading about in the paper that they're sensationalizing when they should be talking about patients and how all this is going to hurt people um, are mainly people who have overstepped the lines and if the regulation bill did pass and a line was drawn around the box of us within it, I believe the people that are getting arrested now are the ones that would fall outside the box and be hauled off then. Right. You know, going to be some of that happen. And it, it's just a fact of what we're trying to do with this industry on a whole. And not just Montana, but a national basis. You're trying to... Um, create a medical industry from something that most people out there view as a recreational, societal type of deal. Right. So um, in trying to remove it from the culture is your battle. So when you draw your lines, you're going to have to draw some pretty firm lines is what I'm thinking. You know, that's just the gist I get. And that's about the only thing that's going to make them comfortable. And if you truly think about it from the way that Eric Holder phrased it when he was in Missoula, because I drove over for that, You know, he did reiterate his thing. If you are operating under state guidelines, we will not arrest you. So if you think about it, a regulation model is really the best way to protect caregivers because they'll have licensing papers and everything to show that they are operating under state guidelines.
3: Right. The
0: state will be able to step forward and protect them. And that's what we want, right? But we have to have,
3: it has to be a middle ground. They can't... they can't overregulate the hell out of it, though, and make it near impossible to support a patient, you know, with what you're well, doing.
0: that right there is where I'm starting my campaign, and we've got a rad for the brand. I'm telling you. And that is our trade association. A lot of people don't understand how or why trade associations are necessary or operate within government anywhere. And there's a huge reason why I became a cheerleader with these guys a year ago. I've been one of their biggest cheerleaders. I've been probably to more meetings than anybody in the state helping to build chapters across the state, and there's a reason for that. That's because I believe in the voice of the people. The voice of the people is where it comes from, and the way those people have a voice is through a trade association. That's how you approach your legislative body because you can have one person that you elect to be the lead now that person may not be the best person in that industry at whatever it is so if it's a doctor's association boy he may not have the most uh trophies or licenses on the wall but he's the best one for approaching people politically
3: right you okay? have to so you have
0: to understand,
3: instead of just you have having your people go to them you have this association and that's more respected and it has clout within the industry that says, yeah, well, you right. can be our voice. Yeah. And they take you more yeah. seriously that way. It has to come from an uh, industry association like that.
0: Exactly. And we branded our own association right there in your Valley. Remember that at that MMGA meeting with the flathead beacon, had a picture of the MMGA hat on the cover of their newspaper. Yep. yep.
3: I do remember.
0: That was, Branding, and that is the brand I am riding for. So
3: you're a ride or die kind of <laughs> chick, Heidi. I like. If to that. Hop
0: on that jet wagon and ride with me. I'm sorry, um, I'm going to have a problem with them because I've been riding for this brand for a year. And I'm sorry, if my legislature wants to legislate the code of the West, I'm going to show them how to do it, and I'm going to show them how to do it right. And there's another reason behind that, and that's because 35 years ago, there's a man that I know that fought very very hard to get the medicine that he has today free from the federal government. 35 years ago, urban Rosenfeld was fighting his ass off for his medicine. And anybody out there who cannot stand up and fight just as hard as that man shouldn't be in this at all. Yep. And I mean, we all have our own different ways that we can fight, but I'm telling you, you can't just sit back and ignore this. You can't just sit back and go, Oh, well, and you can't just sit back and go, Oh, I don't like one little thing about that. So I'm going to be a third grader on the playground and not play. Right. It's going to kill us all. Because if
3: we sit now, back, there's groups on the other side, and they're well-funded. This guy just dropped twenty grand to run ads that are against medical marijuana all next week. And people are going to see those ads.
0: For and counting on us to implode. They expect it, because we're supposed to be black market idiots that don't know anything and have a brain.
3: Except that we have the hugest online presence than anything, and we know what we're doing. Well,
0: we need to keep that going in our positive movement forward. No matter what is going on out there, a positive march forward. Warriors need to put on their Wonder Woman panties and engage their boots and kick them ass. That's what we have to do. We're riding for the brand. Now, this is the Cannabis Montana brand, but it is the brand. So we need to be sure and look at that. And the biggest thing that we have to follow is if it is not true don't say it because they do and they lie and they have been lying it's documented on film on the house floor they lie about science and when we start bringing science to our podiums and handing it to them they shut up and they back down and there are people who will choose not to testify because they don't want to be made a fool out of
3: that's what you do when you have the evidence and the science on your side we can do that because they are lying that's all it comes down to but their yep. lies are well yep. funded
0: right, and there's one other thing I'd like to bring up regarding writing for the brand and the MMGA because this is my sweet pony, and we have to this is this is our association, and I am starting my membership drive and my fundraising drive because we have work we have to do. The one thing I want everybody out there to do is write down this email it's ride for the brand at mail dot com that's r i d e f o r. P-H-E-B-R-A-N-D at mail.com. And with that, I'm going to be um, sending emails, updating people with what's happening on the legislative floor, what we need to do at an MMGA level. We need to recruit veterans. We need to recruit the elderly. There are things that are going to happen with the bill where we can um, activate people to help us, who will support us gladly because they'll benefit from it. At least that's what I'm hoping walks out the end of this since the senator took off with it, and now he's working his own magic on it. But what a lot of people have to realize is what happened a week and a half ago? There's some people out there who are all freaked out and pissed off and blah, blah, blah. they, They wanted SD-154. Well, one thing I'll tell you. The way that bill was written, and I looked at it, and I know how a lot of you folks out there do business. I've been in a lot of your shops. I've traveled. I've talked to you guys. I know how you want to operate. The way that original bill was written was not good for anybody. It was good for one here and one there. You know, there were some people who could take care of it, and it could still be exploited. Well, I'm sick of seeing this industry exploited. It's something professional and good, and it does not deserve to be exploited. And so when they went and started talking about blending together the best parts of 68 and 154, and then there's the MMGA guides that nobody wants to look at, oh, my God. Throw it into some kind of a thing. Well, Jim kind of threw it into a, a somewhat of a bill, and that's what he pitched at the senator, okay? That's his job as an executive director is to go work that politician and show him, hey, this is how our industry really works, and if you really want to make it work and help protect us and work with us and blah, 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 you got to look at this. Well, things change fast on the Capitol floor, and I'm telling you, I've been up there, and it changes not just from day to day, but minute to minute, and the adrenaline just this past week, they put a blood pressure machine in at the south entrance, okay? That's significant to me. They want people checking their blood pressure when they walk in so that when they leave, they can check it and see how pissed off they got.
3: Are you serious? Okay?
0: Wow. I'm serious. All last week, now, there's a blood pressure machine that just came in this past week. And I can tell you, my blood pressure has been up, and I completely understand why alcohol revenue goes up in hell every two years. Right. Believe me. Interesting. I get it. <clears throat> It is insane, and the amount of pressure, and it is not just about cannabis. Some of the things they are legislating are outrageous, and you have to keep in mind, a lot of these guys are brand new, half of them, over half of them are brand new politicians. They're learning how to barter and trade with their votes, get squeezed, get screwed, all the new thing getting boxed around on the floor, that ain't right, this ain't right, blah, 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 and then they don't know what to do, so somebody gets a ring in their nose, and off they go. You know, so that doesn't mean it's right, but that, that's kind of what's happening up there amongst all of this other utter chaos.
3: Why is it like that? So, Do they just, like, what's motivating all of that to, to work its way out that way? I don't understand.
0: Well, part of what I think happened is that we had, what, 17, 19 different bills involving cannabis instead of two or three good solid ones.
3: Right. There was too much you diversity within. There's a lot within. of
0: frivolous bills clogging up the system. And it's not just cannabis. There's a lot of other frivolous bills out there in other areas. Right. You know, I have a real problem with their whole wanting to legislate the Code of the West. If they want to legislate a Code of the West for the citizens of Montana, they best be practicing what they preach before they even attempt to legislate it. Right. So. I got a real issue with that, and uh, you may see me speaking on that. I've spoken on other bills for other completely different issues, but it's really kind of cool to go down there and speak your mind. You hear the bill be read, and you go, "Yeah, I got to get behind that. I got something to say about that." You stand up and you talk about it. So that's been kind of fun. But the stress is—it's like back
3: in the old Roman days, going down to the Senate and backstabbing your best friend have his wife.
0: Oh, my God. The stress is incomprehensible until you're there on the floor in the middle of it up to your eyeball.
3: I'm kind of amazed that this process has lasted as long as it has. Mm, um, You figure you lose one or two Caesars, you know, you you maybe think about making some changes, but money motivates, so I guess... I'm
0: going to be wrangling with on the next thing and I've had some people dance with me going, hey, when all this is over, we want to work with you on something. I said... Yeah, well, we'll talk about it, because if I'm going to work with anybody, if they pull the rod out of their spine, I'm done. I don't play that way. Right. They don't go yellow on me halfway through, because if I get behind something, it's all the way. That's just the way it is. But the other thing that I wanted to have people really understand out there is the beautiful thing that Jim did is he is a salesman, okay? And that was his job as executive director. Sell medical and a cannabis. Lot of people out there who are upset because, you know, we started off on this, but... They were upset about how it happened, why it happened. They're confused. They didn't get to have a say immediately before it happened. Well, it, it's an intricate dance that happens up there, and that isn't the way that it works. We were up there on a Thursday afternoon, and Jim just so happened to get a message going, hey, yeah, I can meet with you. and I'll, I'll look at it. Let me look at it. Come on. Bring it over. So, you know, when you get that call, you can't call a whole board meeting and go, hey, everybody, what do you think? No, you go to the freaking senator's office and throw your lead, throw your pitch that's what happened and by some grace of God 11th hour thing that a good senator picked it up and screwed off behind his door and hopefully we'll come up with something good from it now that's where we all work together and we're going to have to legislate them and work them to get what we want out of it so when that new bill comes out we're going to have to read it and go and speak on it and what we do like or what we don't like but in any case what I would do is always be in the support line of it even if you don't like a part of it Talk about what you don't like so they can change it around, because that's what you do. If you go there and oppose it flat out, you're saying you don't like anything about it It's not going to work, go away. Right. Now, if you go there and support it and say, I support this bill with this issue. And then the best way to even approach that from a legislative standpoint, especially with how they're cutting everything short, have all of your suggestions <laughs> written down on a piece of paper You step up and you tell them and you hand it to them. It makes you a much better legislator or lobbyist or person speaking at the podium because what you do then is you give them a written record to read and refer to. And then the next person gets to get up because at these hearings, there's tons of people and we want all the people we can get there. But if you truly want your voice to be heard, we really want to be polite speakers when we get up there. Voice, maybe a couple points, anything long and detailed, have it written out and hand it in. So make copies and hand it out. They have to take it. It's a written record. They have to review it. And that's really the best way to get them at that point. And they have a piece of paper in their hand. It's not an email they can delete. You see what I'm saying?
3: Yep, that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, so if you're planning on going to hell, start writing your stuff now. Yeah. And get it printed. You know, so that when the time comes, to these hearings, the way that they schedule them, that's what really sucks about trying to draw you guys from across the state, and why I want to do the ride the brand so that I can put out an action alert and say, "Hey, I just heard, guys, get on it, get them here," you know. And, and through that ride the brand email, you know, it'll always have my name on it, Heidi Hanford. I'm not trying to hide anything or be a whole different issue. No, this is just a motivational. Come on, guys, we got to ride the brand. Let's do it. Let's do it. And this is our group and how we're going to do it. And everybody out there who wants to ride the brand with me, come on, email me. Join my list. Join my group, and let's go do this and kick some butt. And we're going to do it right. And we're going to beat them up with science. And we're just going to out geek them.
3: <laughs> out geek them. Love it. I'm glad well, you're out there are. doing that. We're because... a bunch of
0: patients and a bunch of geeks, and everybody has their own values. We're a bunch I mean, I of pot smoking geeks. We had Ed on here, and Ed's story is so poignant. And the picture of him on Facebook in his hospital bed with his son kills me. All he needs to do is print out an 8 by 10 and hold that up while he's talking. Hi, I'm Ed Bland, and I have a hard time speaking, so I'm handing in my testimony. And he's done. And show a picture of him in his hospital bed. And then they can hand in his testimony, and they'll have a visual of who he is, and his testimony is out there in their hands. They have it to read later and share.
3: Well... That's yeah. how it's done. But when
0: you see that, it gives the people that are in favor of you a tool to work for you, too. Because if you just give them an email, that's not as tangible as saying, I saw that person speaking there, and this is their story. Wow.
3: Well, they have to see that because they're faced with these people that are saying it's just a bunch of dope-smoking hippies that are attacking right. their kids, you know? That's retarded.
0: Right. Right. Well, and then that's where I was really killing him in a couple of my testimonies at the Appropriations Committee one. that was our best hearing yet. It was awesome because that's where they talk about the fiscal melt. Now, when I got up there, the example that I had was an employability assessment for a 23-year-old cannabis patient. Now, this employability assessment was done two years ago when he was 21 with projected lifetime cost of meds he was going to be required to be on for the rest of his life. Since becoming a medical cannabis patient in the past year, he has remove these meds from his regime. So he is now not spending $9,300 per year on five different meds. So he couldn't make a testimony because he was working because he was no longer on the pharmacare. that had him all trapped in a chemical coma. (laughs) Right. And so I presented it for him along with my testimony. And when I presented it, I told him about the $9,300 and that he was a 23-year-old medical cannabis patient who was at work because he got these drugs out of his system. And if you repeal cannabis, um, you're going to have all this expense back in your lap because uh, he is not going to be able to go to work. And then that doesn't just include him, that's me, and all the older people up above us, and blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of people. And you have to keep in mind that, that, now that argument could go either way. They may want a bunch of people more back on the system go pump us full of federal money, but also, you know, they're $80 million short in human resources funds and just recently gutted elderly programs. So um, I really personally, from a GOP standpoint, don't think they want to be throwing a bunch more people back on our Medicaid and social services system.
3: Right. The systems are kind of strained to the extreme.
0: Correct. And then we also had, and this was the beautiful part in why we have to ride for the breath we also had caregivers get up there and talk about their economic impact on their communities that they lived in, how much they paid in rent, how much they paid in power, how much yep. they paid in, in, to employees and for um, unemployment taxes, federal government, blah, blah, blah. You know, they they were paying their stuff like a business because they set up like a business. There were people there with um, monthlies from Anderson's New Orleans uh, big head honcho accounting firm in Helena. Big, big, big one, and they're turning in their monthlies on stuff like that. So That's, they, they, they need, need to, to see that impact you'll have on my community. Now, when we get more people riding for the brand and with the MMGA and their memberships in there, we get an email out. So i start preparing your monthlys. If you can't make it, send them in so we can present them. And then we show up with a stack.
3: That's a lot of, of money.
0: Well, you know it's being saying? made.
3: The money's there. It
0: gives a lot more weight to your fight.
3: Right. You have, to re- you have to present. You have to
0: understand the strategy and how it all works up there. You can't have 80 million people leading the show. You need to bring in different ones all the time. So they're constantly seeing different faces at the podium. And... Getting a message across all the time, you know, you can always have a couple of the same people there all the time because that's who they're helping to work with people and they want to keep their finger on the cause and answer any questions so they may be an informational witness or that kind of stuff. But you always want to have the fresh faces because if you have new faces coming up to testify, it's showing them it's not just that person and that person.
3: Is it the same people? Is wow. it <laughs> is it the same people testifying against it every time? Um. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: Yeah, they have pretty regular crew, but you know this isn't traditional uh, legislation that we're battling right now. This is really a battle for our lives and a battle for the patients. Honestly, in my mind, I I am frightened nightly about patients across the state and what's going to happen if this gets revealed. And it's not going to be a good thing, people. So
3: it'll be a whole different game if it is. Well. Are you listen? A lot of
0: people to jail.
3: Are you going to stop smoking um, if this gets repealed? Die. Heidi. Pardon me. Are you going to stop smoking if this gets repealed? Oh no. Me neither.
2: <laughs> I don't think anybody will. No. It'll so what are they going to? Not you
0: admit to it. Are they
3: going to arrest everybody? Like I, seriously? I
0: Ever deny it? I'm so out in the public now. They may as well just the the day that it's repealed, just freaking come handcuff me and put me out of my misery or some. You know. Yeah. Right.
3: Well, could you, imagine, I'm could you imagine could you imagine 30,000 people like going to jail just maybe all at once
2: that's what we should do is if, we, if they repeal 000, it maybe we should have everyone that spoke show up at the police station
3: <laughs> All at once and be like we're ready for you to arrest us all, yeah. th- all 30,000 of us all one
0: That in would there, be awesome and what would happen to their jail system as well You know, there's a lot of very ill people out here
3: hmm Yeah, could you imagine that? Like, those people just yeah, getting wheeled in wheelchairs, like, going to jail now because I smoked some pot. All right, thanks.
0: I, well, I know a lot of the faces, so it really makes me sad. It, it is. It's sad. really sad.
3: Well, yeah, because we know these people, like, for the most part, and well, that sucks. I mean,
2: I know a lot of people who would die if they had to go to jail. Yeah. I mean, they're medically inexperienced. Well, I believe they would
0: die without their cannabis. You know, I know some pretty serious seizure patients, too. It's the only thing that works for them. And seizures kill people, you know. (laughs) Ed Bland says, arrest me.
3: I'm a real handful. (laughs) I know. I could not picture that happening. Like, it just, it's not even in my reality that they could arrest I know, and
0: that's why I worry, is because it's so incomprehensible to me. I think that's what stalls people and why they may not be as active as they should be. Or or they're confused or they just have faith. There's no way the governor will veto it. We can't put all our eggs in that basket and he hasn't guaranteed, he hasn't even spoken publicly about that. Right. So are you gonna trust that? We no. don't you can't trust anybody up there right now. It's insane.
3: It'll be interesting. Hopefully not, I mean, but
0: it's My own wrap up on the hill let me down. I'm the sure there's a I lot of people elected, that feel that
3: way. A lot.
0: There are people in Montana who hold me accountable for helping to get her elected. They changed their vote. Their vote they changed because of me, and I told them to support her, and she flipped on me.
3: Isn't that I'm treason? So can, can what's what's the punishment for doing that?
0: Liars <laughs> and cheats.
3: I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, like I'm I amazed the system has lasted as, as long as it has.
0: Again. <laughs> on an issue like this that could cost somebody their lives. Ever. I'll never hand out that vote again. I can't.
3: It's appalling. You know, it's completely redeem
0: itself is to vote against it before even on the third reading or whatever. But uh, and then that's, that's you would I, I don't do jello and you don't pull the rod out of your spine, especially when you're proclaiming to be G O P
3: Well, that's what happens when you let politics interfere with something good. It all goes to shit.
0: Uh oh. Yeah, well, we let it have drugs there, and they haven't done anything about it over the past three sessions. It's not our fault. Now, rather than do something about it, they just want to take it away. I'm curious.
3: why all of the sudden? Like, we've had this in place for the last, what, six years, seven years now?
0: You told me, Jason's freaked them all out. They hate him. They still growl his name. So put name.
3: him
1: in jail and be done it. with it.
2: I actually saw a website that was listing the biggest problems with the cannabis industry, and he I was know. he was on it.
3: So deal with yeah, that. It's not the, the whole industry. That's That's ridiculous. But that's what happens when you have people like this guy funding $20,000 anti-medical marijuana ads.
0: Well, who stirred up the hornet's nest? What's his Jason's fault? the one that went down there and stirred up all the hornet's nests and fillings in the Great Well, fall. then why
2: don't they repeal it from him? Yeah. Why can't we suggest <laughs> that?
0: <laughs> that would be fair. I'd say that would be so fair.
2: I mean, have him under surveillance, and have him go in and get tested, and tell him he's not allowed to smoke it for his hemorrhoids anymore.
3: If that's what the problem is, then because deal with the I've problem. got I've
2: got three kids, and when one of them does something, that one child is in trouble. You don't, I don't punish don't put all of them. All three of them in timeout. <laughs> I let them watch so they know thing. what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, come on, yeah. we don't all have to suffer because of Jason.
3: Yeah, that's dumb. Hey,
0: guys, I don't even want to talk about him. He makes me nauseous. Can I cover one more thing, and then I'll let you go and have your show back since it's almost over? Sure, (laughs) (laughs) He just makes me want to puke. I hate him. Anyway, Um, regarding uh, MMGA, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up and show some people, because some people are saying, hey, I didn't get to say anything about that, okay? Um, One thing that they really have to look at on the legislative goal, okay? Um... The the MMGA on page one of their guide, 2011, Legislator's Guide to Medical Cannabis, these legislative goals have been part of the MMGA since at least May of last year. I remember seeing these come out the first time. Okay, So if you guys go to your page and look at it, they talk about what their goals have been. And then at the symposium, it was brought up again what the legislative goals were. And they were asking for input at all times about this industry. And some people, they gave some very good input. So if anybody's out there complaining, hey, sorry, guys. You know, we've been here for a year. There's a way to have input. Now, yes, we had the struggles with the website and all of those issues. We got the Facebook thing going. People have phones. We had chapter meetings going. People need to go to chapter meetings. Um, stay on the phone with those chapter directors support them column, um, help keep the meetings going. Some of those guys out there are paying for motel rooms out of their pocket, you know? So it gets really frustrating when they go and pay anywhere from 100 to 150 bucks for a room and only three people show up. So, you know, we've got to get people driven to those. But they need to remember the legislative goals. So I'm just going to go over a couple of highlights really quick. And one of the biggest ones was safe, legitimate medical care with access and appropriate consultations for patients. They wanted to have guidelines for high industry standards for medical professionals and businesses. They wanted to see regulations regarding transparency and accountability for caregivers that meet the needs of law enforcement and regulatory agencies. And that, I believe, in my interpretation, is for our own protection. Now, they also wanted to have appropriate protections for potential employers and their licensed medical cannabis employees appropriate and valid impairment testing for medical cannabis patients in all Montanans regarding DUI and job safety issues. They want to go out and fight for your human rights and your human resources so you can keep your job. That's part of what they do as well. And then they want to keep a science-driven policy regarding patient eligibility and appropriate use. They, they support protecting the safety and privacy of patients and the sanctity of the doctor-patient relationship. They invite all stakeholder groups, including patients, caregivers, medical professionals, law enforcement, employers, city and county officials, and the public at large to participate in ongoing education. Now, if anybody's paid attention to what's happened with this organization, they had great success when they got to work with the cities of Bozeman and Ennis on their moratorium. And they worked in conjunction with those cities and came up with resolutions to now where the mayor of Bozeman testifies in favor of medical cannabis because he does yep. not want to see it shut down from the city. It works very well. Because okay? the city's so making money from it. has done some things. And they brought integrity out here and credibility. And they've got people going, hey, you work with them and look what happens. We have a good thing. Okay? Now, the last two, they want to ensure age-appropriate education to children and students on all prescribed or recommended medications. So that would be cannabis or anything else. Not just cannabis. We don't want kids using anything that's going to hurt them. We also want to ensure future legislation considers that neither physician's appointments nor the cannabis medicine are covered by insurance and that any tax or fee may impact the patient. So that is part of what they had to get out there in the law for, for in the beginning their legislative goal. because That was the feedback that they got from the people at that time. So at this point with this legislative session, that's what we have to run with. We have another two years till the next session. The way that an association works, um, we'll have elections for a new executive director come the fall. You know, myself personally, I hope Jim's still there. Um, I know things about him health-wise where I'm concerned for his health, and I don't want to see the man fall over with a heart attack. So I really hope some people get out and help support him. You know, we have to remember we are an industry full of patients, and you are not the only one. I'm a patient. Everybody else out there is a patient. Jim's a patient you know, and then additional stress on top of it, we've got to get together and be compassionate and not fight amongst ourselves because everybody takes the stress a different way and people get hurt and they die. And we have to help each other. We have to support each other, even if it's just walking around another aisle so you don't have to look at each other and not have a confrontation. You know, it's just come to that point, people, where we have to work so hard to get along no matter what. And this association is such a huge part of that. And I mean statewide. We can't have people beating it up or wanting to beat their chest and say, hey, I'm better. That isn't what it's all about. This is about the patient and about the plant and protecting what we have. And the MMGA needs to be recognized for what it is. And we need to ride for the brand. Go to the West. Show them how it's done.
2: We are Montana.
0: Yes, we are. And I'm done. Well, thanks <laughs> for my... the
3: the legislative <laughs> cluster uh, update. We
0: appreciate it. Yes. Well, thanks for letting me hog your whole show. I'll hang up now. And see if oh, else no, no,
2: no. Thank you for all of the information, Heidi.
0: Now it's yeah, recorded well, and out there Yeah, it's hard to get everybody. it out there like I want to. And sometimes I just can't because there's people watching and you can't throw it all out there on Facebook. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean,
3: you can try, but...
2: You can try, but, I mean, I'm, I'm well, someone who thinks you should be careful what you say just because, I mean, everybody reads it.
3: It's public and it's out there
0: forever. That's exactly what I was talking about. You know, I've got my page locked up, but there's still some people out there who don't necessarily need to know what I'm up to right now and what I'm doing. And I just have to... Well, for quite honestly, I really don't even have time to maintain it. So.
3: <laughs> That's what Tumblr's for. Only two people That's will read one. it, don't worry. All right, well, we're going to... I have
0: tweet back. I got my droid back. <laughs> I'm yeah. almost back to technology land.
3: <laughs> All right, well, thanks for the call, Heidi.
0: Night, guys. Hey, love all you guys.
3: Good and luck, and... Heidi. Good love luck you. out there. All
0: right. Bye-bye. Work for And rides for the brand, man. Yup. Good night.
2: night. Thanks, Heidi.
3: Heidi's a ride-or-die kind of chick.
2: Yes. <laughs> Rough riders.
3: <Ruh. laughs> I... You know that, like he, after hearing about that and like what they deal with, and then watching the show Rome and uh, looking at just that that whole how that whole corner of society works, like it just it's it's not an intricate dance as she described it. It's more like an elegant clusterfuck of just <laughs> chaos, and it's ridiculous. And I I'm blown I away at how was, anything gets happened.
2: She was wording it in a. Non R-rated version, well, I suppose.
3: <laughs> so, well, let's <laughs> do. We have time to finish this one story. Um, we, this is really interesting. I, I think people should should know about this guy because this is who's this is who's fighting you and us.
2: Yes, we have time. We've got time.
3: Okay, so he is affectionately known as Brother Zabwa. In the Mormon circles, he believes that blessings stem from obedience. Apparently, he believes we need to obey him. Uh, He has a handful of card-holding employees. The puritanical prohibitionist Mormon anti-medical marijuana activist apparently wants to revoke his general manager's right to legally provide cannabis to his wife, who is suffering from terminal bone cancer. Sounds like a great guy. Uh, I guess it isn't any wonder that the dealership has been plagued by a string of lawsuits, there's a link here to some interesting lawsuits uh, by customers, employees, and business contacts. <clears throat> the Secret Service has been investigating the dealership. A link here. Wow. Uh, and rumors of mob connections and shady deals have circulated for as long as Zabawa, the obedient Mormon, has owned the dealership. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a very, very good guy. And he's bankrolling these uh, anti- <laughs> Medical and cannabis ads. None of them asked where
2: the money came from, did they?
3: I bet not. Hey, you know that twenty grand we got the other day? Where did that? Oh, he was like six foot four, red horns, two of them, and a, he had a he had a staff.
2: That that was that was about it.
3: Fire and brimstone.
2: It, it his ink was red.
3: Yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah. I, I didn't think nothing of it at the time. I just signed it. <laughs> was that not okay? I know we needed money. And all that. So, well, either way, either way. So, do you want to, what do you want to do now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, this is kind of interesting, I thought, because this is actually a franchise. Really? That... Is I mean right now it's in Iowa, so it's not really like totally local, but I guess right. they have locations in like Colorado and stuff. They so. have their
3: little napkins that are like wanna start a franchise?
2: Yeah, right. Call us. And so I just thought it was kind of interesting because you don't really hear about franchises in this industry. Right. You know, I mean, there are caregivers who will set up multiple locations.
3: Right. But they're not franchising it.
2: Right. They're
3: frantically struggling to yeah. hire people that they can trust to run their businesses and not steal from them.
2: Right. So because this is, they're shady. This is out of um, Iowa City, Iowa. Mm. Um, Chiba Hut. Toasted subs, a marijuana themed sandwich chain opened Toasted a franchise. Toasted subs. Yep. Awesome. Opened a franchise in Iowa City last week, and the company says the early response has been encouraging. I can't believe how much buzz is going around town, said Mark Torres, a franchise consultant who was in Iowa City to train employees. Everybody is stoked. Um The shop, the company is 14th overall, with the bulk of its shops being in Arizona and Colorado near college campuses. The Iowa City Press... Wait, they
3: opened up near schools? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The
2: Iowa City Press Citizen reported that Chiba Hut bills itself as the nation's only counterculture restaurant franchise. The marijuana theme is evident on its menu. Sandwiches come in three sizes, Nug, Pinner, and Blunt. Sandwich hmm. names include the Silver Haze, the Afghani, the Acapulco Gold, the Magic Mushroom. They offer hemp brownies too.
3: Wait, can- so is it just a themed sandwich I think shop? It's just
2: a themed sandwich is shop. Is there actual. And there's not actual marijuana. Um, really? Yeah.
3: I don't know how I feel about that.
2: Themed art adorns the walls, including an image of the American Gothic couple holding a pipe alongside the pitchfork. That's
3: like opening up a Triple X sex shop but like not not selling any anything good, you know. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You're being a poser.
2: Well, it's just kind of funny because, you know, it Could
3: you franchise out one of those in a medical marijuana place and then make it Toasted,
2: possibly, and, hmm. possibly. Um, I mean, it's just they're going for the whole time, right? You know, they think marijuana is cool now, so let's, you know, <laughs> that's
3: so awesome how that happened.
2: Right, but I mean, it's just kind of interesting that they've taken that approach to it. And I right. mean, you don't see a bunch of people picketing, saying, you know,
3: they're schedule encouraging one this. substance. You and Cheech and Chong are encouraging a schedule one substance use. Yeah, not even use; it's abuse. Your schedule, your.
2: Well, I mean, have you ever been to Dick's?
3: <laughs> yes,
2: that's that restaurant where they actually abuse you verbally the entire time right. you are there. Right. And nobody has a problem with that place. No.
3: it's interesting.
2: I had a waiter there flip me off and call me a skinny bitch. <laughs> All of which Was is he true, gay? But <laughs> I think so. But, I mean, you know, it was, I mean, come on. And nobody says anything.
3: That's how it goes.
2: It does.
3: How many years do you think it would take for this to stop being like a even a big deal really to where everyone is we just look back on that and be like can you can you imagine a time when this was illegal like it seems just well, so far fetched to me that it's even like that
2: cell phones are readily available and we feel weird without having them right but do you remember when we were in like elementary school and yeah. junior high and there weren't any cell phones totally Okay, so doesn't it seem weird that it at does. one point in time we didn't have any of that at all? But it totally does. But now it's totally normal for us, and it's actually, yep. like, a part of life. It is. About that long.
3: That's crazy. <laughs> well, I look forward to that happening. And it's starting to happen. Like, we have this, there's this article from Washington that the Seattle Times is calling on the state legislators to free the weed and legalize marijuana just completely. Uh, In an unsigned editorial for the Sunday edition, the paper is coming out in favor of House Bill 1550, which would make it legal to sell marijuana in liquor stores. Ooh. That's an interesting approach to it. Mm hmm. Seeing how, I mean, I always thought you could have a medical side to it and then you could have a recreational side to it. And all of, like, the illegal, like, trafficking stuff that you seize can be sold on the recreational side. Meanwhile, you have your caregivers and dispensaries doing tested medical grade uh, stuff, you know. And so you can have both sides to it. One side being taxed, one side not because you don't tax medication, I guess, or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's one of those federal. That
3: way you're still not losing out on the taxes, but the medical patients, like, say, Ed Bland needs a different kind of marijuana than... Maybe what I need or what uh, someone else needs, you know, like you have your real hardcore. This is medical grade. And then you have your recreational and I bet you could fund a lot of that with. The proceeds. That's how you do it, I think you, you approach it from both sides. Because I think we're too caught up in trying to do it one way or another And you have the people trying to do it medically saying, oh, all you recreational smokers are bad for our image. And you have the recreational smokers saying, well, you don't know what freedom and liberty are, man. And, like, you can do both, can't you?
2: Yeah, they could, I think. They could.
3: Well, let's do that then. Uh, The Seattle Times, I think it's awesome that they have the support of a large newspaper like that. Like, that's cool. Uh, it's the largest daily newspaper in Washington state. The editorial comes on the heels of Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes' decision to stop prosecuting user-level possession co- uh, cases. And it said marijuana should be legalized, regulated, and taxed. The push to repeal federal prohibition should come from the states, and it should begin with the state of Washington. Because, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's not going to begin here with Montana. Could you imagine I thought one, at one time
2: papers taking that stance? I know. Whoa.
3: Whoa, right? Whoa. Now arrest everybody, right? Like, yeah. heads out of asses.
2: <laughs> Look
3: at the sunshine. I we feel wish. much better now. That's why they're all angry. Their eyes haven't seen the light of day. Uh, in 98, Washington was one of the earliest to vote for medical marijuana. It was a leap of faith and the right decision. In 03, Seattle was one of the first places in America to vote for in America to vote to make simple marijuana possession the lowest police priority. That, too, was a leap of faith and the right decision. Uh, a year ago, city attorney Pete Holmes stopped all prosecutions for simple possession. Uh, again, the right decision. It is time for the next step. A leap, yes, but not such a big one now. And well, they've
2: already taken all the baby steps.
3: Exactly. We've had large marijuana focused festivals there. Mm, with zero fest? casualties, zero, oh,
1: Yeah.
3: and everything's cool. You've it, been to
2: hemp Fest? yeah? How many people got wheeled zero. out for being? Zero. Wow. I know. Wow. I've You've also been to, been rave to crazy before, rave right? bar parties. Yeah, and, and, and seen how many like, people got taken to the check hospital this out. and kicked out? <laughs> Famous the curb. last
3: words. Check this out.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm gonna light this, and then I'm gonna put it out before it explodes.
2: Right. Now my
3: hands on fire. You want to drive me to the hospital? Sure. You know why? Cuz I haven't been drinking. I've been smoking. And yes, <laughs> I will drive you to the hospital. So okay, no I think that's how I sh- that's that's a good idea. Yeah. You lead and we'll follow now. Okay. Since our legislators are apparently too Well. Yeah.
2: Except for that little strip of Idaho, they're kind of a neighbor. So I
3: know. Can Wait. we just we'll make that little strip of Idaho, the land bridge can we Between like Montana and out? Washington.
2: What if we shorten it? Can what we just take that over? Washington take it over. What if
3: we just go there and plant a flag and be like, this is ours now?
2: We can just take <laughs> one of those like white um, road yeah. chalk things and just draw a line from Montana to <laughs> Washington. That'd be so awesome. Washington. Follow. <laughs> we declare this ours now. Um,
3: Do you want to talk about the Michigan Story before we,
2: sure
3: about the ACLU.
2: Oh yeah, with uh, Joseph Cassius.
3: Yeah. So you heard last? It wasn't Saturday. I think it was maybe the Tuesday show before yeah. that. We mentioned that the judge had ruled that Walmart was indeed in the right and able to fire him, and that set you know precedent. But of course, now the American Civil Liberties Union says that they're going to appeal that decision uh, to by a federal judge to dismiss its lawsuit filed in June against Walmart and the manager of its Battle Creek, Michigan store for wrongfully firing an employee for using medical marijuana in accordance with state law. And that's... They shouldn't be... I mean... Like Heidi said, that they they got it into the federal court system, which, federally, it is illegal, so... But that's cool that the ACLU is like, cause that's, that is a huge group that can sway some votes well, that they will listen to money maybe. Behind them too. And that sucks that that's what it takes. Yeah. It takes money. A lot of money. Gotta pay for a lot of pens and pieces of paper to write these bills on, you know? Stuff's not cheap. We're not just sitting in diners writing on napkins, you know? I mean, maybe that's how it starts sometimes, but. Uh, The patient, Joseph Kasai, as you all know, used marijuana to treat the painful symptoms of an inoperable brain tumor and cancer. The appeal will be made to the U.S. Court of Appeals 6th District. Michigan voters back in 08 passed the Michigan Medical Marijuana Act, which provides protection for the medical use of marijuana under state law. But in a 20-page ruling, February 11th, 2011, U.S. District Court Judge Robert J. Junker said the law does not mandate the business like Walmart make accommodations for employees like Kasai, uh, the Battle Creek Walmart's 08 Associate of the Year, I might add, who was fired from his job at the store for testing positive for marijuana, despite being legally registered to use the drug. In accordance with the law, because I never ingested marijuana while at work and never worked while under the influence. Even though I bet you could totally... This isn't brain surgery, guys. I'm at Walmart. I know. You know.
2: There's certain jobs where, no, you shouldn't smoke. But- sure. I really don't think. Walmart I'm telling you, is.
3: if I'm out delivering water all day, trust that I'm smoking because that job sucks. If you're not, that's all. It's a preventative. It's a comfort. It keeps
2: me sane. It's a
3: comfort. And I see sober people getting an accent. You know what I do? I drive by and I laugh. <laughs> uh, and I'm okay. Never once. Yes, call you live on the hot box. What's happening?
1: Yes, yeah, so this is Jason from Montana Advanced Caregivers out of Billings calling.
3: Hey, what's going on, Jason? And,
1: uh, good. I just uh, was uh, informed about to give you a call and uh, give a little input about what's going on with uh, legislature or what's going on about the state, I guess. And sure. I guess uh, the way I look at it, I have nothing else to lose but patience.
3: <laughs>
1: awesome. You know? you know, it's pretty... Ridiculous about what's going on with some of the stuff, but um,
3: what do you think about the whole the, repeal thing being funded by these Mormons? I think that's kind of interesting. Well,
1: it's kind of ironic considering, uh, like uh, that the Mercedes dealer is a or something I believe here. He was kind of uh, supportive, uh, wanting to rent us the spot and so forth. Are we live or no? Absolutely. Yeah, we are. Live on the hot box. Oh, boy. Anyways, uh, I just think it's, uh, you know, I can't force anything down anybody's throat, and I'm not trying to. I just have pretty much an open-door policy for those with an open ear. But I know they're going to have to pass that three-strikes law year out because I have terminal patience. And if they repeal it, it's not like they're going to go away. And um, it's like I said, I've I've given up everything for this, and I have nothing else to lose. I have terminal patients that need addressed, and and um,
3: yeah, there's a lot of people like you out there that have that you have at least one, and even one that's you know you you're their caregiver. You have to take care of them, and if this gets repealed. Yeah. We've said on the show like people are not gonna stop smoking it's just gonna things are gonna change you know you're not gonna have your big nice warehouse where you can work at your leisure and have nice medical grade medicine like it's gonna go they're gonna force it back into closets and back underground, but no one's gonna stop smoking they're out of their mind
1: no they're they're gonna destroy it I, I I think all the there's always been a market for this. Of course, there always has, and now that there's been a need, and the market's now greater now, uh, more now than ever. and
3: um, Well, yeah, we put it out there now as, here's our legitimate business, and it's worked out wonderful, and they want to take that away? That's, that's so ridiculous
1: to me. It is. It's what? ironic that they're trying to pass laws right now where you can compassionately kill somebody, assisted suicide, and trying to repeal a law to compassionately try to make somebody's days a little bit more enjoyable, or at least to where they can live with the pain a little bit.
3: Yeah, you've, um, you've seen it firsthand, like a, the positive effect of medical marijuana and just marijuana in general on these people's lives. Like, it, it's mind-blowing, well, the difference.
1: I, I've also seen um, the negativeness. Um that's I hear people how they preach about um oh protecting their children, but what they gotta realize is that this fear has been ingrained the whole time and and I hear people saying that they voted for it for the wrong they thought they voted for it for the right reasons, and I keep encouraging them and they did. I know there's abuse and stuff that goes on, and being in my position, I see abuse everywhere, no matter. Um, what field it's in. but
3: That's right. We like- just started starting off each episode of the Hotbox podcast talking about an oxycon related uh, issue, and it's it's so much more rampant than any cannabis-related problem ever. And they don't see that. Oh, yeah. And they use their children as an excuse when they're the parents. Like, that. why is what I'm doing affecting your children in any way, shape, or form? If this gets repealed... You know- your kids are going to have been, the same life as they do otherwise, you know.
1: Marijuana has always been around, medicinal or otherwise. Exactly, and they did not get up on the soapbox and 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 show the concern that they do now.
3: All of the sudden,
1: before, before, before it was, it was, yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's in an uproar. You know, yeah. it's always been around. It's just a stepping stone. What they're doing is using the children as a tool. It's no different yep. than in a divorce settlement or anything. Now the children are being used as a tool. The patients are becoming victims.
3: Yep, and that's sad. You know, we tried. They wanted it legitimate and nice storefronts, and that's what we did. And now they're. It, it's so sad. But yes, it is. Either way, no matter what happens, everyone's gonna still smoke. I just wish they wouldn't make it such a terrible thing for everyone to have to go through. Yeah.
1: You Anyways, should. I just wanted to call and put in my two cents worth, and uh, well, that's I awesome, appreciate man.
3: It. We appreciate the call, definitely.
1: Thank you. Yep. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye.
3: Fantastic. It's a good point. Yep. Your children are not tools as much as you'd like to think that they are.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately, people use them as tools all the time. And you
3: should not force that on other people. Well, and
2: the other thing I think that was a really good point that he, you know, made was the fact that, you know, we are looking at laws to compassionately assist with suicide for people that are mentally ill. I agree with that. Do you agree with that? I, I think that everyone should have the ability to decide how they go. I think if you are that sick and in that much pain, it should be your decision. I don't think anyone else should be able to decide for you, If
3: I want to smoke myself to death, then that should be my decision.
2: Exactly. But I think that it's just odd how, you know, they'll consider that. They'll they'll consider letting someone kill themselves. Right. But they won't consider letting them smoke a plant that they can grow themselves. That may want to help them put a couple more months on their meter.
3: Instead they're like, "No, let's
2: let's just let you die.
3: Let me introduce you to my friend liquid fentanyl. <laughs> now just lay back. You're probably going to pass out here in a minute."
0: <laughs> like, really?
2: I mean, it's just it's A crazy. lot of these people
3: are using medical cannabis and they're doing so much better than they were on all their pharmaceuticals. And I think that's a big part of it. I don't think the pharmaceutical companies like that. I honestly don't. Right. I mean, it's it's not it's it's obvious, you know? you're using less of one thing and this to supplement instead. And I, they're like, "Why aren't you getting that from us?" And it's right. like, "Well, because you want to make I mean, you want to make it synthetic and just one one cannabinoid instead of all yeah, of them. You you're not doing it right."
2: Yeah, it's not okay. They don't listen to reason. They just
3: I would gladly take a pharmaceutical thing like those e-cigarettes that has cannabis vapor in it or something or concentrate but you have to get all of the cannabinoids you can't just get the one that's key that is key to this
2: you know one of the things about politics also that will always get me is the fact that they will make decisions that are so religious and moral and, and push those things on us, but they won't allow us to make decisions that we consider. Right,
3: like all of a sudden they know better right. for what we need. I
2: mean, then there's big issues out there. I mean, assisted suicide, abortion. Stem cell research. Stem cell research. Yep. And these are big things that actually are religious and moral issues that they may, they decide that for us.
3: Right, life-changing in right. some cases
2: marijuana is neither of those. Cannabis is different, and they don't let us decide that at all. They decide that for us, too. And I just think it's crazy how much is actually decided for us when you think about it.
3: Yeah. I have a system in my body that reacts quite nicely to that plant when ingested that way. Mm Mm-hmm. And who are you to say that my life isn't more positive because of it? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I promise you it is.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. It's as, so much better, as Cat Williams points out in one of his stand-up routines. Cat
3: <laughs> Williams, yes, love it.
2: Blow and pharmaceuticals and stuff like that. That's that you got to do stuff to make that. You got to like be a scientist and mix stuff together and boil and extract and all that stuff to get that going. Pot grows out of the ground. You cut it. You dry it. You smoke it, and that's it. I mean, honestly, how hard can it be right. making that decision?
3: so easy. I mean... So, this just got posted in the chat room here. This is pretty awesome. I think before we get out of here, we should uh, talk about this real quick. From TheExaminer.com, out of Salt Lake City, Ooh. headline, Mormons should be supportive of medical marijuana according to LDS doctrine.
2: Ooh.
3: Interesting. Are you being hypocritical? Hmm. What does the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints make of medical marijuana? Hmm? Surprisingly, answers are breaking stereotypes in Salt Lake City. Noah, a Mormon missionary based in Salt Lake City, Utah, home home base of the LDS Church, and in my personal opinion, where they all belong, and working this morning answering online questions, was asked what the church's opinion would be if medical marijuana were legal by a member of the grassroots organization Legalize Utah. Quote, If there was an herbal medication that only serves to heal to help people function, his response, I don't know if the church has come out with an official statement, so this is entirely my opinion, but I think that it would be okay. It seems like it would be a good purpose to for the plant. A little research into the Book of Mormon from the Doctrine and Covenants, Words of Wisdom, section 89, shows that in a reported revelation given through Joseph Smith himself, oh. the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, on February twenty-seventh, 1833, about 200 years before the jam hole, quote, As a consequence of the early brethren using tobacco in their meetings, the prophet was led to ponder upon the matter. Consequently, he inquired of the Lord concerning it. Use of wine, strong drinks, tobacco, and hot drinks prescribed, proscribed, excuse me. Herbs, fruits, flesh, and grain are ordained for the use of man and of animals. So saith the Lord. Mm-hmm. Five, that inasmuch as any man drinketh wine or strong drink among you, behold, it is not good, neither meat in the sight, not of your father, only in assembling, blah, 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 blah. blah. Basically saying, I'm down with this. I made this. Of course I want you to have it.
2: Yeah, because down on 10 it says, And again, verily, I say unto you, All wholesome herbs God hath ordained for the constitution, nature, and use of man. Mm. Eleven, every herb in the season thereof, and every fruit in the season thereof, all these to be used with prudence and thanksgiving.
3: Interesting. Interesting. It is apparent that the LDS Church believes in the use of wholesome herbs and fruits in addition to the meat of wild animals and in the grains of the fields has been ordained God ordained for the use of man and of beasts, and that tobacco and strong drinks are, quote, not good for man. So you're actually encouraging us to do what God said if you believe in this doctrine uh, is not good for us, and you discourage What he hath given us.
2: So I think we should email this to Mr. Zabawa.
3: Interesting. Everyone should email this to Mr. Zabawa. If medical marijuana were made legal throughout the state, it appears the Mormons might be supportive of medical marijuana based on their own doctrine and may very well be a key player when it comes to the legalization of herbal cannabis in Utah. Except that in Montana, they're being a big, giant pain in the ass. So, go back to Utah. But I I would love for everyone to send that to him. And to and to the Safecom calm, commie mommies. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that name. That's so funny. And probably James Knox as well. Thank you Jimmy One. <laughs> probably also. And maybe everyone uh, on on that list. So. Thank you for that Heidi. Isn't that awesome? Yes. And you know what? Honestly, if you look at it every religion basically says that it's the natural thing that if it's growing out of the ground god made the ground okay obviously this is for us can
2: i point something out really quick oh, please. That i've always kind of thought to myself moses spoke to a burning bush Hmm. what if we're taking that way too literally mm. and moses had a conversation with god because of burning a bush
3: True, that's interesting. <laughs> you never know. Think about Just it. Just a thought. Think about it. <laughs> interesting.
2: Alrighty. Anyways.
3: So is that about it? I think yep, we've learned yep. a lot. Uh, there was a few stories we didn't really get a chance to get to. That's all right. There are lots of other shows. If you go to MarijuanaPodcast.com dot com, that I'm sure will discuss it because they are very much more organized than we are, uh, and they will will get it done. So. There you have it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Sandy. For Thank you, Matt. Driving across the valley and oh, doing this thing. Thank you, everyone. Little John in the chat. Burger says so. Religion was caused by weed. Yep, pretty much.
2: Yeah, that's my view.
3: And it was a good thing once upon a time, but now mm, you've kind of corrupted it. So good luck. Uh, good luck to everyone on the hill. Vote for what is right, please. And we'll see you when? Tuesday?
2: Tuesday. Tuesday. Now that we've both gone through...
3: We're good now, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: we both had it You and got we're your good. pimp cane?
3: I'm awake, yep. we're good? Yep. Awesome. All right, we'll see you guys Tuesday the latest.
0: Bye! If you like you weed, like, we, this, we, we, this is we, where you need, you to, need to be. be. <laughs> <laughs> if you like
2: weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to oh.